The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. It's the EP Podcast brought to you proudly by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. You need a bank you can rely on. One that knows your community and provides customized accounts and offers just for you and me. Count on the First National Bank of Evergreen Park, located at 95th and Pulaski, locally based community bank, committed to the people and businesses right here in Evergreen Park. And now when you open up a total access checking account, you get $300 as a bonus. That's for you EP podcast listeners. I set that up for you. Take advantage of it. Open an account today, bankevergreenpark.com slash eppod, or it might be right there in a link in your show notes, depending on what podcast service you're using right now. $100 required to open, requirements to qualify, must use link to apply, member FDIC. Hannah, how are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm hanging out. I'm drinking wine, as you know. You are so drinking wine. That's a, that's a little different You were curious you. as to why I was doing yeah. that tonight. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I had this conversation with my wife. I said, I think I'm drinking too much. And she goes, why? I said, because I'm drinking too much. Like COVID changed everything about me. COVID and changed I, a lot about and I, a I, lot of things. I think what happened was like, for example, yesterday, I get a friend of mine that comes over with his two little girls that are around the same age as, as my guy, mm-hmm. my youngest. And he's all super excited. And of course, the dads are like, drink it on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Right. And it's like two o'clock in the afternoon. And he brings over a 12 pack. And we blew through that in like a heartbeat. <laughs> and, then, and then we're just drinking other beers. And then I'm like, oh, I got to go play in my softball game. Oh, so no. I'm up at Duffy Park playing softball in the MHR Men's Club League. And I How have a few go? more pops. And I come home and I have a few more pops. And the next thing you know, I'm like, it's three o'clock in the morning and the dog is laying next to me on the couch. And I'm like, How did I end up here? <laughs> so then I wasn't even going to drink tonight. My wife immediately makes pasta and pours me a glass of wine. So I'm like, all right, I'll have a sip. And then at the dinner table, all the children are yelling. And, you know, we're cooped up with our families so much that I think that, like, it's become a coping thing. Like, I'm just like, oh, you know what? They're just driving me nuts. Pour a little bit more than a glass. <laughs> so I'm going with wine tonight because I don't drink as much when I'm at wine. Beers, I'll drink them like crazy. Wine, right. wine, I'll sip. And that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to be controlled tonight. Okay. So I went with the red wine. Got it. Yeah. And, you know, you could call it a celebratory glass. We got massive press this week. Dude, did we? We, we ended up uh, in the Chicago Tribune. Yes. Uh, an article. And I want to thank Judge Dan Maloney, who is the guy who emailed me. He's been on the show before. And Dan lives around the corner. And he emailed me the article because he was reading the Tribune. And he saw that there was an article and the EP podcast was in the article. And there's a link to the show but what happened is we had the organizers from the Southside Irish Parade on the show. We had the president of the, of the entire thing on the show to talk. And it was the week when all the stuff was starting to happen with coronavirus, but they didn't cancel anything. In fact, at the time that we talked to him, it was a week before the cancellations. So he's very relaxed. Like at that point, remember where you were a week before they started like shutting things down? We thought this was Nobody no thought big this was going to be a big deal, right? No. Nobody did. I mean, there's revisionist history now where people try to sit there and say, oh, I knew back in January. Nobody, no, you didn't. No, on. you did not. You were shocked when they started closing everything down yep. in the middle of March. You know you were. All right. That's why everybody was hoarding toilet paper because they didn't know what the heck was going on. There was panic because people weren't expecting it to happen. So I asked him a couple of questions on the show. About, like, are you going to shut down the prey? And he laughed about it because, remember, he this was a week beforehand. Yeah. Major League Baseball was still playing. Everybody was still NBA moving forward was still at that playing. Point. Everybody was. 
And then he also made a joke about the fact that like one of the best parts of being uh, the the head guy over there is that he gets Co-chair. to walk around and drink. He gets to walk around and drink a lot of Jameson. Now, all those things were lighthearted and funny. Yes. But he resigned his post this week. He was the head. Um, Lightfoot the, security. The head security person for Lori Lightfoot. So the Chicago Tribune wrote an article basically trying to say that he, reti- he resigned because he had been in all kinds of trouble. And one of the things that they listed were those comments that he made on my show. <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, folks. I don't, I mean, think, he they went got, I don't think he resigned because of something he said on the EP podcast. They went digging. They did. They went to try. And he released a statement saying, no, I got some time home with my family and I'm. I've decided I want to spend more time with my family. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, like, that's what ended up happening. But the, the piece was written as though he had done all these controversial things. And one of the controversial things that he did is come on this podcast and say he likes to drink Jameson. How dare and, he? <laughs> that he didn't think the parade would get shut down a week before anything ever got shut down back in March. nobody did. And now they're digging the whole thing up. So on one hand, I was really excited that the EP podcast ended up like with a link and a mention in the major Tribune article for the story that came out yesterday. On the other hand, I was like, I feel bad for the guy because he didn't do anything wrong. He was just relaxed. He did nothing. No, he didn't do I, anything wrong. I was wrong. here when he was... You know, here as a guest, and he was we just were a just, guest, we were just having a good time talking about the parade. Exactly. I know it was just—I totally remember it. Just the weirdest thing. But anyway, we ended up with some press on that. Okay, yeah. and then we have uh, District One Twenty Four. We're gonna go through it. We're gonna get to our <laughs> guest first. We're gonna get to our guest first, and then we're gonna go through it. But w- w- I want to hear what people have to say because it, it's really interesting. They they were they had the whole plan. We had both coast interim superintendents in, and they talked about how that you could either choose to be at home. Or you could choose to go into school. And then there was one letter that was sent out by the union, which was more like, hey, we need to fix these things. And then there was a second letter sent out that listed certain things that we discussed on Monday's show that's on demand. You can listen to it. I think we discussed it very differently than what some people felt like the patch did. They felt like that the article headline that came out in the patch was incendiary. I've read all these comments about it. In fact, in the public meeting, there were people that blamed the article as getting people too worked up over what was going on. In the end, the administrative board sits there and says, we think we should go full e-remote learning. But a six to one vote by the actual school board said, nope, we're going to stick to the current plan and just open a week later. So there's an awful lot to dig into there and go through. We're going to do that here on this show. Before we do that, we have a guest in the studio. I'm going to get her set up. Stay tuned here for just about 30 seconds while I do so. You're listening to the EP Podcast, found everywhere podcasts can be found, and always on the eppodcast.com. It's now time for your EP Podcast Word on the Street, brought to you by Nancy's Home Care, a veteran-owned certified dementia care trainer and home care agency. Contact them today, 773-966-3003, or visit nancyshomecare.com. The big news everybody's talking about, we've covered it as well here on the EP Podcast. District 124, those are the schools from kindergarten all the way up through the 8th grade here in Evergreen Park, will have in-school and remote learning starting on Thursday this week. And the board has released a statement saying that they have reimagined the way remote learning will take place. Many of the previously mentioned concerns by teachers and parents 
related to staffing shortages have been eliminated in a new model, the administration is releasing a video presentation the day this show comes out. Parents should look for it out on Monday, August 31st. And that will outline the new remote learning model. Finally, do not forget, your vehicle sticker can be done online, evergreenpark-ill.com. That's your EP Word on the Street. Remember, we are live on Thursday nights, including this Thursday night, on the Podbean app. Get it on any device, 7 to 8 p.m. The EP Podcast found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at theeppodcast.com. An Irish pub created by two neighborhood families right here in Evergreen Park nestled on the quiet little street called 99th, and it has quickly become a Southside tradition. I'm talking about Porter Cullens. Voted the best Irish pub the last four years by the Chicago Tribune. Their menu is filled with unique and inspired takes on traditional Irish and American classics that are sure to satisfy all your taste and cravings. This includes their incredible Guinness battered fish and chips and the best homemade corned beef you can find. With a family-friendly atmosphere, Porter Cullens is certified by Guinness to give you the perfect pour. A hidden gem on the south side with a downtown feel located right here in Evergreen Park, Porter Cullens has comfortable seating, indoors and outdoors. Located at 3541 West 99th Street in Evergreen Park, learn more at portercullens.com. Hannah, we're going to do something really fun right now. I love doing it. It's called Meet the Neighbors. Nicole Monet is a local Evergreen Park businesswoman who is trying to help women in Evergreen Park and the surrounding area when it comes to their money, making more money, and even starting a business. Cole, welcome. How are you? How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for coming down here. I appreciate you reaching out and, uh, and contacting me a few weeks ago. So give me a little background about what you do, because it, it seems to me that, you know, and we talk back and forth a little bit online, this is the first time I've met you, is that you're really into the idea of trying to, to help women in particular financially, and even those that might be considering the idea of starting a business or doing something like that. What, what inspired you to do this? Uh, to be like this focus? Honestly, my background. So my mom, single mom, she didn't have the knowledge and someone to be like, hey, take this path instead of this one or do this as a more strategic move than this. She didn't have that. So I would love to be there for for moms, for ambitious women. as you, as everybody might know, the financial game is a lot of men helping men, and my is that, come on, now. you know, no it, it kind of is, <laughs> it is, and it oh, has been man. for a long time. It I mean, there's is. definitely, but my goal is really to, for for it to become more of women helping women because the men are getting taken care of. They they've got a solid. You think and, that? You think that's uh, how that works? You know, it's I, interesting. I, I think so. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So. <laughs> Kind of explain to me the things that women in particular may run into when they're dealing with either their own finances or let's say they are starting a company or trying to find a way to to increase their wealth. Yeah. So so I think um, a lot of women um, in any working world, um, we kind of get looked over. And um, in my experience, there has been um, a lot of resources or support for women and i've i've recently started a facebook group um to network it's it's a small networking um group for women specifically 
real estate agents, lawyers, um, marketing, all, all different worlds. Um, and the premise behind it is to just work off of each other, right? So if you need a lawyer for a specific whatever, you know, maybe you hit up her because you met her on this virtual networking group. And, and you know, the whole idea is just to support each other. Hannah might know the whole bathroom group community thing that oh, women, yeah. women start <laughs> Explain when, this to me at then, the girls. bars. Explain to so, me the bathroom community group. For a man who's listening your right now. Your wife is part of the bathroom ex- community Yeah, but I don't, I've never been part of the bathroom community group. So explain the bathroom There's, community group to me, girls. I think every woman that's listening to this knows exactly what I mean when I say, if you need toilet paper and you say, can you please hand me some toilet paper? And you just tuck your little hand underneath the stall, you will get some toilet paper or somebody will run to a different stall to help you out. If your lipstick is all messed up, somebody's gonna tell you. Like a in random the person will tell you that. Oh huh? yeah. Somebody will tell you they if look out your for each tag other. is out, if your mm-hmm. your braid looks a mess. I've had somebody rebraid a braid in my hair one time <laughs> i mean it's 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 real in the in the bathroom community and you know it's it's i would love to i think women like that in general are, are are just very nurturing and um i think that's what needs to come over in in the business world when when we're around each other you know like let's help each other out now what specifically about finance and business do you see that you know most women are struggling with where where is the deficit is it like an investments and stocks? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So ways to be strategic, um, even with um, like tax diver- diversification, things like that, like different routes to take, even for retirement purposes. Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot of different planning that can be done. Um, and I just don't think that they've, they've had, and not everybody, right? Like everybody has different backgrounds, but, yeah. but I have seen that a lot, especially with, with single moms, like my mom, you know, was, and she she just didn't know she was focused on just raising her kids and right. you know getting her her paycheck and she didn't really care what was going on in the finance part she just knew she had to pay for school pay for clothes pay for for food and and just keep going you know day yeah. by day if you're a woman in the area and you're thinking to yourself like i i always wanted to start a business and we've had different business women that have come on this show before and we've also talked with the chamber of commerce here in evergreen park a couple of different times what would be the the best piece of advice that you could give them to get things off the ground because i think that that you know even i i i my great-grandfather had his own business but then nobody else had one between that generation and me when i started my podcast network like essentially there there wasn't like somebody I could sit down with and be like, hey, what do you do? Like a lot of it was like I went and got a book. I went, I did this. I wish I had somebody who gave me advice. But what would you tell, you know, a, a, a woman that's out there in the area that says, hey, I want to start something. What what's how do I get myself going? Um, I would say, first of all, do it. I think that's the biggest key is that if you have this dream and ambition that you you need to take action on it. And I think there's a lot of women out there that, uh, you know, dream, 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 and, and they, they just don't do anything about it. You have to do something about it. You know, take whatever small steps um, are needed. Baby steps are still count as a step. I always say a win is a win regardless, you know. Go out there, talk to the Chamber of Commerce, sign up, meet people in the area, um, whatever. Anybody's going to be a good resource. There's never really ever bad advice um, you know, it's just always going to be really good to get as many opinions and as much knowledge as possible to really, really get it going. On the financial side, I mean, it, it's about looking at what you have and how we can grow it and how we can save it and secure it and protect it so that in case anything were to happen, um, God forbid, an illness or anything else, 
that all, all your all the stuff that you're working really hard for is is good and it's not gonna you know just go down the drain like unfortunately we've seen covid hit and tons of small businesses have gone out if somebody wanted to get a hold of you i mean like where are you at in the in the structure of trying to be able to to, to help people if somebody wants to reach out to you right now how would be the best way for them to get in touch with you uh, well can i get my phone number you over can the, get whatever yeah. you want i mean look so, as long as you expect people to call because they're gonna guys. call <laughs> I'm willing to help you. Um, so, well, my phone number is 708-890-1291. You guys can also find me on LinkedIn, Nicole Monet. See my my history there. Um, it's crazy. I kind of just fell into this, but for 10 years, I was an optician. I was wow. going to ask what your background yeah, was. Yeah, so I have tons and tons of knowledge of the optical field, but because of COVID, this this totally happened. That's awesome. Now, Nicole's uh, might hang out for a few more minutes. I don't know if you're sure. interested well, as we move on to other subjects, but you're welcome to just hang out at the end of the bar. And uh, if you want, we got you. You want you want a glass of wine? You want a you want a beer or something? You go. I will. I will definitely take a glass. A of glass wine. of wine. We'll make sure Nicole <laughs> gets up. a glass of wine. Hannah's going to move around. The, I wasn't expecting Hannah to do. it. I was going to play a musical interlude to do it. But give me that number one more time for anybody that's listening. Sure. It's uh seven oh eight. 890-1291. At Cousin Subs, loyalty has its rewards. You love a deli fresh ham and provolone, right? Join the club. You love a made-to-order grilled cheesesteak, right? Join the club. You love Wisconsin cheese curds, right? Join the club. You love rewards too, right? Then join the club. The Cousins Club is Cousin Subs' new loyalty program where you earn points on every purchase, points that are redeemable on all of your favorites. So download our app or sign up online and start earning today. Cousin Subs, we believe in better. And now some of your neighbors in Evergreen Park have brought a Cousin Subs to the EP. 9204 Southwestern Avenue, an extensive, delicious menu with everything made to order, fresh daily. Dine-in, take-out, delivery. Visit Cousin Subs today, 9204 Southwestern Avenue, or order online cousinsubs.com. I tried to make a point on Monday that I hope was well received. It seemed like it was by people that I was trying to explain that one of the biggest problems that we have right now, not only with the issue of should my kids go back to school or should kids go back to school in general and or shouldn't they, is that there doesn't seem to be enough empathy between people. Like the idea that the people that are I don't want kids to go back to school and I can take care of my own kids and I want to keep them home and I'm afraid to go outside. Don't understand the people that have to go out and work every day and don't have anybody to educate their kids and they're worried their kids are going to fall behind. Just like the people that are out are angry at those that don't want to leave their house. And there's way too much judging going on here. Like, you know, the worst thing about COVID, and we've talked about it different ways here on the show, is one, we all got cut off from each other. Two, we started watching nothing but the news and clicking on mainstream news sites and getting ourselves upset. And three, we started communicating through social media even more. And you're not having conversations with anybody. And we've lost just normal, natural empathy for the fact that there are people in different situations than us. Like, here's the thing. If the option is go to school, don't go to school. If there's people that are willing to go for it, you have to respect their choice to yes. go for it. If the school is saying teachers that are at risk are going to be the at-home teachers, teachers that are at risk are going to be in the schools. Because we've had we've had teachers reach out to us. We had a ridiculous amount of response to the last show that we put out where people were responding in Facebook. And I'll read some of the comments. But some of them were like, I'm a teacher in the school. I was ready. Yeah. I was ready and I wanted to go before the vote happened. So what happens is... 
there's an article that comes out in the patch, and I, I, I had to explain this to somebody because I wanted to make sure everybody understood it. Our shows show up on the patch. We're not affiliated with the patch. I'm not saying anything bad about the patch. They're very nice people over there. But some people felt like the article that came out over the weekend made it sound a lot worse than it actually was. That like the letter from the union was like a very angry letter and the teachers weren't going to go back no matter what. And then and that there were all these horrible problems that couldn't be fixed. And there are some people in a lot of the comments that are mad because they said, hey, that was clickbait. It got people angry and you started to see people react to it, which is another thing that we all have to stop doing. Okay, yes. Stop doing that. Knock it off. OK, I mean, it just just knock it off. Stop getting yourself sucked into things. You know, you know, the initial reporting of any story is never the actual truth. There's a reason why back in the day before social media, you would have to get like a certain amount of sources mm-hmm. to be considered a journalist and for it to be a real news story. And then you would have to actually vet your sources and then you would write the story and you'd have to make sure all these other hoops you jump through. So you had the actual story. Now the actual story doesn't come out. A, a reasonable guess of the story comes out and then like a day or two later, it gets it gets adjusted. But by then it's too late because everybody's reacted to the reasonable guess, which may not have been reasonable in the first place. So I think that's what happened here. And. We had a bunch of people get nervous. Then all of a sudden they decided they weren't going to go to school. That was the recommendation from the admin board. And then they had this vote and it goes six to one. Yeah, we're going to we're still going to go forward with this plan. And I got to say right now, as long as they're addressing the issues that are in there, I'm okay with the fact that they're going to give it a shot if you want to send your kid back to school because everybody's in a different spot. Like, Nicole, you work for a living, right? Now, your your child, if they were old enough and had to go to school, think about what would it what would it been to you? If you would have had to go to work, but now you also had to homeschool your kid, was it even something you would have even fathomed as possible? So I am very fortunate that my mom actually watches Ava while we work from okay. home right now, even. Okay. Because it is absolutely impossible to work and have her around. And yes, no, if there, if I have to go to work, he has to go to work, there is absolutely... Some, somebody needs to be with her. And yeah. there's no way my mom's going to be e-learning with my kid. <laughs> she would have been like, take your kid. <laughs> you figure it out. <laughs> I, there was a comment in the chat room as to whether or not the headline was wrong originally and then the, the story was right. I'll be honest with you. I have not been able to call up the original story because stories get edited. And so I don't know what the original headline was the first time it came out. I just I do remember something along the lines of it being like scathing leather. And I never, when I read the letter, I didn't think it was scathing. Like it just was, I don't know. It was just, I, I don't blame the person that wrote the article. Okay. And the reason I don't is because this is the world that journalists live in now. If you don't put anything interesting up that it'll make people click and nobody clicks on your story and then you lose your job. So sometimes you're, you're trying to spice it up a little bit. On the other hand, I, I run into that every week when I post the EP podcast. Every week. Like, let's say I have Mark Marzullo on visit Village Trustee. Now, Hannah, you'll remember this. A couple of months ago, Mark comes over here. He's having a, cu- a couple drinks out at the bar. We're sitting around. We're talking about Village stuff. And at one point, he says... You know, if a business was in trouble, we would have to consider the idea that we would give them video gaming machines. Now, I could have written the title of the show as Village Trustee says gambling is coming to Evergreen Park. Like I could have done that. Mm -hmm. And trust me, I know if I would have done that, I would have gotten twice as many clicks on day one of that podcast. But it would have been irresponsible. But that's the thing. And so you have to try to find something catchy, but you also have to try to make sure that you don't cause like a fervor. And sometimes you miss on that. Like sometimes you get too close to the line, you get burned on it. So I'm not going to sit there and say, like, I know what they were thinking when they wrote the, the title of the article. But it was something that clearly got some people upset because of the way that the article was written. The The comments, the public comments, I thought were really interesting 
and the way that people got upset on social media. We put out our, our podcast and I said, look, they're saying that there probably won't be school now. And I know some people listen to our show. Other people just read the headline and then they just start fighting with each other. Yeah. And yeah. my every EP, po- almost every EP podcast thread, but almost every EP podcast thread covering this when the Monday show came out turned into arguments between people. And it goes back to the original thing that I have. Look, if you if you read what they have available for your child and you say, I'm OK with my child going based upon my assessment of the risk, then that's OK. And if you don't feel it and you want to stay home, that's OK, too. The only people I've been concerned about this entire time are the teachers. I think that if you're a teacher who's at risk or has to deal with somebody that's at risk, then the school needs to find a way to staff so that those teachers don't get exposed, bring it home, die themselves, have horrible complications. You know, the person that that's at, at risk that they're taking care of. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but uh, Major League Baseball did a very similar thing. You're a Major League Baseball player. If you are if you are a Major League Baseball player and you had to deal with somebody that was at risk, you had somebody at risk in your house, let's say your wife was pregnant, let's say you had diabetes, let's say that you had the different things that they've figured out make you more at risk for COVID. Okay, you're taking care of an elderly parent or something. They could opt out of the season and still get paid this year. Right. And if they couldn't and they opted out because they just personally felt upset, well, then they didn't get paid, but they still were allowed to not be in violation of their contract. Similar things can be done with any job. That's the way I kind of see it. Like, they, you know, I know that they make millions of dollars, these guys, but similar things can be done with any job. That that theory about how to take care of this can be applied to any situation. So, that I mean, that's that's kind of how I've looked at this, but I'm really surprised at how angry everybody gets yeah. with each other over it. I mean, I'm sure you got surprised you by the vitriol and the anger over the whole thing. You don't think like I do, and how dare you? It's just so dumb, and the kids are, like, yeah. paying for this, you know? Right. The kids are paying for this. They're not thinking about what's best for the kids. They're thinking about what's best for the parents and what they think is best for the teachers and the school board. No one is thinking about these kids. What is best for them? Put my thoughts aside. Put the teacher's thoughts aside. How are we going to still educate all these children like right. effectively and well? Well, the great, the great experiment is going to be the Catholic schools. Because admittedly, and I've spoken to several people that, you know, are in charge at some of those different Catholic schools, they they were going to open no matter what, because otherwise nobody was going to their school. They had to. They had to find a way to do it. So they were forced into a situation where they had to find a way to do it. So what, what happened? Uh, Martyrs just opened up. They're doing orientation for Redeemer this week, and they opened. Macaulay and Rice are already open. Now, I know that Macaulay already had a positive COVID test over there. They went through their, their contact tracing. They figured out everything was safe. They made sure those that might be around the person are staying home. They haven't seen anything else since. Okay, but they had procedures that were in place. But the great experiment is going to be if in a month it's working for all the Catholic schools, the public schools that didn't do it, if there's not a massive outbreak where all these teachers are coming home sick, you're going to have an awful lot of p- parents in any school district that didn't open saying, why aren't we open? Because that, and it's going to be it's going to be hard to argue if it worked now if it doesn't work out the same people that are there are going to be people saying see we told you so but it's it's gonna it's almost like at the beginning i'll go back to major league baseball when major league baseball was going back there were people who said there's no way this is going to work they're halfway through the season right now they've had a few positive tests but we haven't had any deaths we don't have any serious things that have happened at this point things they they found a way to get through it with the procedures that they have and it's been messy as they're doing it but that's really what this is there are some that are stepping out and giving it a shot I'm I, I got to be honest with you. I'm encouraged with the fact that D124 is at least giving it a shot. 
I just don't want you shouldn't be judging somebody who's sending their kids just like they shouldn't be judging you for staying home. Exactly. The judging as long as the kids are learning. That's what matters. Doesn't matter. They don't all have to be in the same building. They don't all have to be remote. It's whatever works best for the kid, whatever works best for the family, whatever works best for you is not going to work the best for me. You might, you might have a kid that has learning issues and is never going to be able to concentrate in front of that screen. Oh, never. Yeah. And you don't ha- you don't come in contact with anybody that's at risk. And you as a family have decided we're OK with this because we're not going to go around the grandparents. We're not going to go around these people. We're just going to concentrate on school. And if they're willing to do those kind of things, then you know what? How can you judge them for going? And you may also have somebody who has to deal with like I know somebody who's who the parents live, the grandparents live with the kids. So they're like, we're not going because the kids are going to bring it home and kill grandma and papa. Okay. So that's understandable. So you can't judge them for saying, I don't want to send my kid. So the fact that there's something in place where you get to choose what you want to do, you would think that that would satisfy you. You would think, you would think that would be like the perfect solution. Choose your own way. Everyone should say, wow, that's perfect. Thank you very much. I'm going to choose this. Yeah. Have fun. Stop choosing for other people. Yeah, that's what they're yeah. doing. They're that's choosing just, for other people. Stop, they are choosing for everybody else. other people yeah. what to do. Yeah. Does your financial advisor actually take time to listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? Why worry about those things? When Tom Walsh is nearby, he's your local Edward Jones financial advisor. He works with you. Focusing on what's important to you. He uses an established process to create personalized financial strategy. And he partners with you to help your strategy stay on track. Listen, families in South Chicagoland have been benefiting from Tom's get-to-know-you approach and do-the-right-thing values for over 18 years. Contact my close personal friend and also a fellow Brother Ice alumni, Tom Walsh. He's your local Edward Jones advisor. Located in Mount Greenwood, right outside of the EP at 111th and Kedzie. Member SIPC. 30 minutes goes quick when you're having a good time. Thanks for joining us this week. Remember, we are live on Thursday nights, every Thursday night, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. We take your calls on the Podbean app. You can get that app on any device, download it for free. That said, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year, there's a voicemail you can call into. It's a 708 number, 708-459-8406. You're just going to hear a leave a message, leave your message. You can talk about anything you heard on the show. You can tell us about something you want us to get out to other people on the show. That's how you communicate with us if you're unable to go live with us on Thursday nights. And Thursday night this week will be the first time you find out where you can start grabbing the EP podcast card magnets that you may have seen all over town. We're bringing it back. I got a giant box of them. They're free. Plus, putting it on your car may bring you cash and wonderful prizes. Check it out live on Thursday night, or we'll give it to you as well on demand next week right here on the EP podcast. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is basement. And the nude is basement. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, 
It's gonna be a good one. Noodles basement. Broadcast basement. The noodles basement. The broad basement. Slancha. The EP podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at the eppodcast.com.